Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Sudhitsha Joshi. Hello, I said it right. <laughs> you did. Okay. Um, she is a learning advocate, blogger, life coach, and founder of WeAreAlwaysLearning.com. Her purpose in life is to help individuals build a self-aware and self-empowered community. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me here, Mish. I I love what you're what you've decided to do with your life. I know. I had to learn the hard way that that's why <laughs> it's not easy to figure out your purpose, right? Yeah. As they say, you got to kiss a lot of frogs, right? And so, you know, you do a lot of stuff and then at some point you go, oh, that's why I had to do all that weird stuff to prepare me for this. Yes. So how did you get here? Tell me about We Are Always Learning. What is that about? Okay. So I started the blog, which was supposed to be a money-making blog, okay, money-making website. Ah. I just, when I started writing, I, I, I just felt, I was at this turning point where I had completed my PhD, mm-hmm. and I was struggling to find that good paying job that I thought was going to just be handed to just me. Just waiting for yeah. you. Waiting there she for- is. <laughs> Come work for us. Exactly, because that's how things had worked for my parents. That's how a lot of people around me, it had happened for them. And I, it had happened for me when I uh, finished my bachelor's. I had a job before I graduated. And so I was like, yeah, everybody's struggling, but not me. me. I got a PhD, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was this whole learning phase that I had to go through to understand that the rules of the games had changed. Yep. And since it hadn't affected a lot of people in my network, I I just was blind to it. Got ya. Got ya. So when did you figure out there's actually a lot of people in this boat, right? Yes. There's a lot of people in this boat. And um, so I was like... I figured this out the hard way and specifically because I came from the academic background and because I loved mentoring students. And even while I was searching for jobs, I was tutoring people and I saw people like flailing, just overwhelmed. Um, And so I had to like, that was when it was like, okay, so it's not just me who's, um, who's suffering. Right. And by there, there was this purpose. Um, high school students, their high school students, kids, they're like, I have to get good grades. They're stuck in this. I need to get good grades, get to good school. Right. Right. To then they'll be left out there to swim in this new sea with no rules, without knowing the rules. Well, and isn't, but don't you think part of it is that there are so many ways to go. I mean, the choices are almost paralyzing, you know? I mean, because you think about, you know, little kids, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a fireman, I want to be, you know, but then as you get older, you realize, I mean, there's a degree for everything nowadays. So it's it's almost like too much. Yes, it is too much. And that's why I say I work with over 
overwhelmed, youth and young at heart. <laughs> of course they're overwhelmed. I don't blame you guys for being overwhelmed. I mean, just from my own experience, which was way, way long ago. But, you know, here I got a degree in marketing and I was like, dang, this is kind of hard because there's a million different ways to go with this. If I had just become an accountant, which you don't want me to touch your books, okay? So it's a good okay. thing that I did not become an accountant. But um, but at least you knew what you were going to do. Like, this is what I'm going to go do. I, I had chosen this really kind of open-ended, well, there's a lot of things I could do with this, you know? So finding it, I mean, it takes time. Yes, it takes time. And what I've learned through this journey is that it has to start with you um, because of the of how our education system is laid out the focus is on getting those good grades like focusing on the external yeah and right. when there are so many options you have to start from within and um, we are taught to be tough not anything that you struggle with you think um, we are taught to just power through, find a tutor. Get right? over it. Get over yeah. it. <laughs> just st stay hauled up in a room, practice and get those grades, get those degrees. Um, and nobody wants to hear failure um, because it's a it's a sore subject. It it brings about a topic well, of shame. And failure does sound bad. I, I I feel like we should just call it a mistake. Like you made a mistake, but that's okay because you've le you learn from it. Failure sounds so. Oh, uh, boy, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it hurts. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, um, I was I was helping a student with her math. Um, this was the first time um, she came in and the first thing she said is your your daughter must be really good at math because you're good at math. And there was this uh, I could feel this embarrassment in her for having to seek help. Oh, got yeah. So that perspective of asking for help, even asking for help um, is what I want to take that stigma out because. Yeah. Um, I have, and I have um, talked to a lot of students who say I didn't go to the STEM field because there were these nerds in the class and I felt stupid. Oh, no. Go learn. Just get, go figure it out. If you feel like you're supposed to be there, be there. And And the thing is, I think a lot of people don't understand is that we, people like to be asked to help you. Yes. You know, people want to help you. Yeah. Right. And, and even people that you don't think are accessible are actually much more accessible than I think people know. Oh, my gosh. You know? I cannot tell you. About no, I yeah, think it's yeah, really yeah, true it because I think true. people are like, oh, but they're up there and I'm all the way down here. And, oh, they don't want to hear from me. And like, well, that person wasn't always there. There was a time they were a you trying to figure it out. And, of course, they want to help others. You know, any any way they can help you, they want to help you. Oh my gosh, they're like me coming here and sitting talking to you is a result of that. Right. Thank you, Brian Lunt. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> so it's true, you know, and so it's it's like reaching out and just letting people know, 
I need help with. Yes. Can anybody help me? Yeah. And oh my goodness gracious, there's social media. Just go ask the question. You'll have all kinds of people going, I can help you. I know who you can talk to. It's amazing. But do you think it has something to do too? Like what ages are you working with? Particularly because of my training and my work experience, I've worked with college students mostly. And okay. then I've started working with high school students because... I don't want another, if I had that magic wand, I don't want another high school student being stuck in this, um, which college do I go to and what grade do I need to go to this particular college? Right, right, start right, right. start asking different questions. I totally want to talk about that. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Right. So we are back. So I want to talk about this because my daughter, I remember coming home from, I think she was a freshman. She had just started freshman year and she came home and she's like, she was so filled with anxiety because basically the high school was telling her that she needed to get with it and know what she wanted to do so that she could start taking the right classes now in high school to prepare her for college. And I was like, no, you don't. Do not worry about that. Just just do what you want to do right now. We'll figure out what you really, I mean, at 14, you are not going to know what you want to be when you grow up. I mean, some people do, yeah. but that's far and few between. Yeah. So is that part of the pressure? Definitely. It's So there's, there's there are a few things. One, you f- there is... You're, you're somehow told that you have to reach somewhere to start contributing, start being an adult, mm, yeah. um, start being independent, right? Yes. And there's this anxiety to just get there and start living your life. Right. Where uh, I think kids and I was looking for permission, like when I didn't get the, that job, I, was, I didn't know if I was, I was worthy Right. Right. It comes to the worthiness of it. Um, And you feel like a failure because you've always asked, um, you've always been told that um, you need permission to act adult-like, to be independent. Got ya. Just go do it. Just go do it. But also don't feel like you have to, you know, be perfect right out the gate. Like have the perfect job, have the perfect this, have the perfect that, right? I mean, that's just setting yourself up really for failure because you have to go through some steps before you get to the job or the profession or the, you know, career that you like. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like you almost have to know what you, you have to start learning what you don't like as well. You know, you might get into a company and be like, I don't like these people. Okay, now you know what kind of culture you like, right? Right. You know, you so you start kind of you know cutting out the things you don't like. I mean, isn't that part of the process? Definitely, you. um, It's you're almost like you want to have that one passion and follow it, and it's almost like you want to get that golden globe of sort right right, out of the gate. Right. Uh, However, you do have to. I love this um, term by Elizabeth Gilbert in in her book, A Big Magic. Okay. Eating your shit cake. Oh, that sounds awesome. (laughs) No, I got it. No, you're right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Got it. She was like, she talks about how she was a a waitress. She was a bartender 
while she was writing a book. And she left those jobs only after her book, Eat, Pray, Love, became the blockbuster. Right, She's right. She's like, get me everything. <laughs> So we don't get it. We so don't. is this part of what you're working with, other than tutoring, is you're also working with sort of that emotional, mental side of it with these kids? Yeah, I started with tutoring. I don't tutor as much because I want to lay the foundation, a strong foundation for them to ask the right questions. Tutoring sometimes is just, it ends with one subject. Right. What right. I want them to really start developing is what I call an entrepreneurial mindset. Oh, well, I like that mindset. I'm with you on that. And you can take that mindset into a job, into a corporate yes. corporate job as well, right? Yes. But you can make a, you can do a lot with that mindset. Yes. And for me, when I say entrepreneurial mindset, it's two things, right? Um, be open to seeking out opportunities mm -hmm. and be open to finding out how you can add value. Exactly. Yes. And to know when you're looking at an opportunity. Yes. I think that that is sometimes people miss opportunities because they're not really aware when something has shown up to them. The other one, do you get the kids that deal with imposter syndrome? Oh. That's a big one. That's a big one. Right? And so, you know, if, if an opportunity comes to you, it's never, well, that just fell in your lap. Okay, maybe it did fall mm -hmm. in your lap, but what did you do with it? Yes. Many things have fallen into people's laps. They do nothing with it. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you did something with it and you took it somewhere and you made a success of it, mm -hmm. then yes, that's awesome. Or... Even if you didn't make a success of it, but you learned from it yes. to get to that next place. You know, there are gifts in all this. Yes. It's so, um, the word failure, it's so, um, someone, I remember someone telling me, tell me, um, there was a parent who would um, tell his children, tell me the thing, three things that you failed at today. If you don't fail at, then you didn't try enough. Ah, right, because you're playing it safe. Yes. That is a great way to look at it because mm -hmm. playing it safe isn't. So I have this thought. I, I always tell people you're in your comfort zone and then then here's here outside of your comfort zone. It's outside of your comfort zone where all the cool stuff happens, mm -hmm. right? Yes. When you get out there and you're oh, a little jittery, a little scared. Oh, my gosh, can I do this? This is like too challenging. That's where the cool stuff happens. Yes. You got to get there. You got to get there. And don't yeah. be afraid of failing. If you're afraid, do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, do it anyway. There you go. Exactly. So when you're, so you're working with these kids and you're helping them to um, really, I mean, these are foundational type skills that can take them far. Yes. And so to work with the kids, especially young younger kids, I realized I have to even bring this um, message home to parents because yeah. for us, a lot of the parents, the traditional thinking model did work. Okay. And we and they want their kids to follow the same path and hopefully that, get that the same. That path doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, yeah very so that, true. So creating that awareness and also to teachers and administrators. So it's been, I've been talking to 
to schools. I've also held meet and greets with parents and kids. And um, this this shift in mindset. So for kids to kids need that safety, right? To be able to fail if their parents or teachers are saying you failed and you're like a bad student, they would be afraid to. Um, try new things. Right. Got so you. one of the things I do is um, also talk to parents and teachers about how to create that environment for the kids. Very cool. Is, yeah. Well, you need everybody involved. And so then is part of it also to help connect these kids with other opportunities yes. as far as like volunteering or interning and yeah. okay, good. So for that, that's why when I came here in to St. Louis like four years ago, me and my husband and my daughter, there was just three of us. We knew nobody. We didn't know anybody what from St. You Louis. To St. Louis. My husband got a job here. Okay. Yeah. So you're a transplant. Yeah. Do you <laughs> like it here? I love it. Here. Oh, good. We love hearing that. We want everybody <laughs> to show, show up and love us because there's a lot more to love here than people know. Yeah. And um, so last September, I when I quit my job, one of the first thing I wanted to do was, like he said, um, be bring together the resources so that I could show up more fully for my work with young people. And for that, I had to build my network. And through this this year, yeah, that's been my focus. Very good. You're getting networked. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back with question time. All right, we're back now. You talked about getting out of school and not knowing. Let's talk about your degree. Mm. What is your degree? My degree is in natural resource economics. And so with that thought, I would like to know what your favorite forest is. Favorite forest? (laughs) (laughs) You have some forest stuff going on. Forest Well, I'd have to say Yellowstone National Park. Really? Yeah. Okay. Even though I've not been there. You have not been there, but you've watched enough cool documentaries yes. on it. You know what? I am very interested. I've never been there either, but boy, there's a lot going on. Yes. It's a pretty big area. Yeah. Um, and um, I think National Geographic Channel a few years back um, had this cool documentary about intro- reintroducing wolves and how it changed the landscape. Oh, I think I think I saw that one. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. But I don't want to, I don't think I want to like go hang out with the wolves. Maybe look at them from afar is good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I was looking at your Twitter feed. Okay. And I came across this and I wanted to know what your favorite traditional dish is to make. You were were going to make a traditional dish. So what is a traditional dish in Uh, your world? Okay. So the traditional dish I made that day was, I think... Um, bara, it's it's a it's from a lentil. Okay. Um, it's like a pancake, but lentil pancake. Oh, really? But it's salty. Um, what it's it's lentil pancake like, but patties. So it's like you 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 cook the lentils and then you put what like egg bread comes. What do you put with it? Uh, so 
you're supposed to um, grind the lentils, make it a paste. Oh, this is a whole process. Mm-hmm. And Do then you add have salt. Have something and... you can grind lentils with? Yeah, that seems hard. Oh no, you have to soak it overnight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like seeing these hard little lentils you're grinding. Okay, you soaked it for this. Makes sense now. Yes. Can you tell I don't cook very much? I don't cook very much. <laughs> well, I'm starting to cook more. I got an instant pot and that has changed my world. Gotcha. So I actually cook more. Okay. But I, there are finer things I don't, when people are like, what do you, how, what? I don't know what to do with that, right? <laughs> how do you spell bara? Bara is just B-A-R-A. And do you serve it with like a saucer? Yeah, you can um, serve it with... What we call it achar, but I think a lot of people would be familiar with the term chutney. Oh, okay. The, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, I'm coming to your house for that. Okay. All right. Your name, uh-huh. I looked it up, You is associated with Lakshmi. Mm. Um, and it means good initiation, good start. You know, I was doing that research yesterday. <laughs> what? I must, I, I, I put it into your brain. I, I said, do research on your name. So seriously, you did not know this? For a long time, I, I thought the word diksha, mm-hmm. it meant wisdom. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. But think about good initiation, good start. Yes. I mean, that does that not exactly talk about what you're helping these kids with? It is exactly, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're living your name. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, and I think I'm making my mom proud because she gave the name to me. Now, did she, did she know the meaning, or did she? I think she did. She was a Nepali teacher. Okay. Okay. She, yeah. So, what does that mean, a Nepali teacher? So, just like English in okay. Nepal, our language is Nepali. Oh, Nepal. Okay. She was teaching the language. Got you. I heard something different. Okay. Got you. Thank you. Of All course. right. So, I'm going to try to say it again because I was really bad at this. So, let's talk about because I thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, your name is spelled, all right, S-U-D-I-K. K-S-H-A. And I wanted to say Sudiksha, but she said you got to put like a little bit of a T-H sound on the D. So it's Sudiksha, right? (gasps) Jamie, high five it. Thank you, dear. So where can people find you? Um, People can find me in a lot of places, I guess. (laughs) How about online? (laughs) Where can they find you online? So definitely wearealwayslearning.com. Okay. and on Facebook, I have a page, We Are Always Learning, um, also. On Instagram, it is Sudiksha Joshi. On Twitter, it is Sudiksha Joshi. Gotcha. And Joshi, so everybody knows, is J-O-S-S-H-I. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate so it. Much. And I appreciate what you're doing for those students out there. Give them a good start, living yes. up to your name. Yes. Mom, she's got it going on. Good job, Mom. All right. Thank you. And for everyone out there, you have been listening to Mishmash Podcast. And go to iTunes, subscribe. We love you. Have good days. Bye.